Welcome to Bible College Curriculum for July 11th. Let's go ahead and open the moment with a silence and prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on today. Today we'll be reading from James 4, 2-3 where it says, You have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss. Again, James 4, 2 and 3. In the Passion Translation, it says that seeking only to fulfill your own selfish desires, you won't receive it for your asking with corrupt motives. You have become spiritually adulterers who are having an affair and unholy relationship with the world. Don't you know that flirting with the world values place you at odds with God? Whoever chooses to be the world's friends makes himself God's enemies. A right relationship with God is essential to the recovery process, says the Recovery Bible. Most of us would like to receive the freedom God offers, but we generally make mistakes that hold us back. We try to gain our freedom by working hard, by for, we forget to ask God for help and thus never receive the life that God wants to give us. If we do ask God for help, we ask the wrong motives. We ask for his blessing to satisfy our personal pleasures. Ignoring the fact that seeking friendship with the world makes us God's enemies. God wants to give us abundant life so we can tell others about him. We experience the freedom God offers by drawing close to him and asking for his guidance and help. Amen. It's really interesting. I, I heard a speaker say that they have these rules in this rehab that they can open a fridge by themselves, but they have to ask somebody to open it. They can open the door by themselves, but they have to ask. And everybody's willing. They're practicing asking because one of the reasons we get so mixed up in ourselves is we don't ask that we need help. We don't tell on ourselves when we need help. So here we go. Kenny Copeland says, according to the word of God, it's either because you're not praying about them at all or because when you do pray, you're praying wrong. What does it mean to pray wrong? In many cases, it simply means to pray without expecting results. Many believers do that. You know, they use prayers as a kind of a spiritual wishbone. They just play around with it. This probably won't do much good. They think, but who knows, it won't hurt to give it a try. If that's been your attitude, then change it. Start getting serious about prayer. Stop praying just because it's proper. Stop praying just because you always pray at this point in the church service. And start praying to get results. Start praying in the name of Jesus according to the word of God. And expect to receive what you ask for every single time. 
Isn't that a little presumptuous? No, but it is bold. And you have a scriptural right to be bold. According to the word of God, you have a standing invitation from your heavenly father to come boldly into the throne of grace that you may obtain, Hebrews 4.16. That word obtain is a word of certainly. The dictionary says it means to get possession of. So pray expecting to get possession of what you need, not just once in a while, but every time when prayers do go unanswered. Don't just wander away saying, I guess you never know what God's going to do. Tackle the problem with both hands. Go to God in prayer and in the word and find out where you missed it and get the problems corrected. When you go to God in accurate word-based, God-based, spirit-inspired prayer, you do know what he's going to do. He's going to answer you. He's going to meet your need exactly as you ask him. Start expecting him to do it today. Scripture reading is 1 John 5, 4 to 15. 1 John 5 through 14, 15 says... For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's Son by his baptism in water and by shedding his blood on the cross. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And the Spirit, who is true, confirms it with his testimony. So we have these three witnesses, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And all three agree, since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about his son. All who believe in the son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about his son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the son of God, so that you may know you have eternal life. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Amen. The New Living Testament on the commentary, Recovery Bible says, How can we who are committed to recovery know that we are actually achieving it in a way that pleases God? Scripture tells us that we can look for certain evidence. Belief that Jesus is the Son of God and commitment to obey Him are two sources of assurance. Another is the witness of the Holy Spirit who points to Christ in our lives. God gives us a sense of righteousness as we maintain contact with him through prayer and the study of his word and as we obey his will as it is revealed to us. 
Another evidence of spiritual recovery is godly discernment, the spiritual capacity to know right from wrong. This power of discernment is lost in codependent relationships. Regaining it is at the heart of the recovery process. Until we see ourselves as God sees us, our moral inventory will be flawed and self-excusing. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much for coming on here to today's fast teaching. Ask and we shall receive. We ask. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We come to you before the heavens courts, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, in the heavens. We ask you, Lord Father, for the righteousness of Jesus Christ that we receive it by faith. As Jesus is, so are we, Lord, and we access that by faith. By the grace of God, we receive the peace and the sanctification of Jesus Christ that we are made whole through the Lord, through our Lord Jesus and by his blood. We ask, just like the Jabez prayer, Oh, that we, you would bless us indeed and enlarge our territory. Let your hand be upon us and that you will keep us from evil that it may not harm us. And God answered that prayer. Oh, Lord, Father God, we ask you, give us the discerning heart, a discerning heart, Lord, that we may know true from false, that we may have the wisdom of the age, Lord, of the ages, that we may know the old road in which way to walk. Thank you for leading us, Lord, from the right and the left, a little voice in back of us telling us and which way to go. Hallelujah, Lord, to your name be glorified. Lord, what can we do for you today? How can we prepare ourselves in prayer to meet others and tell them about you and demonstrate your love and your enthusiasm and your joy in our lives, Lord God? Hallelujah, help us to have the wisdom to capture those souls and continue to bring them into the Lord as we're doing your work in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, family, for coming out here today. Let's get out there and give them heaven.